Welcome, welcome to our brand new series of the Entrepreneur Speaker Series. Today, I have a very special guest, a dear friend, Dr. Joseph Grofeo. He is a very successful business owner of a chiropractic clinic in Poland that specializes in trauma care. He also is the author of the book, A True Story. And um, also, he is an energy healer who specializes in um, servicing other healers also. He is amazing husband, a father to two wonderful children, and he's very passionate about helping other people to achieve their elite expanding by identifying their limiting beliefs, discover their true authentic selves, right? How many of you would love to discover your true authentic selves and shine your light to the world? So without further ado, Dr. Joseph, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. It's a great honor. I appreciate it. Yeah. So um, we met years ago in, in Dallas, right, uh, through Tony yes. Robbins' uh, event. And I was very fascinated by by the things that the spiritual growth that you, you are going through. And actually, me and my husband, we are going through this journey. So can you tell us a little bit about your story, your background? How do you get into this? this uh, practice, this world? Yeah, you bet. So uh, I'm a chiropractor and um, I'm actually a second generation, meaning both of my parents uh, were chiropractors and they owned and operated their own business. So I really grew up uh, behind the desk and uh, immersed in the, a natural uh, uh, healthcare environment for my whole life. Um, they were also uh, previously in their lives before me, uh, very spiritual themselves. Um, they had traveled, spent many years living in ashrams um, all over the world and had a, a very strong spiritual practice uh, before I even uh, came came to be part of this uh, family. So um, over about, so I was in the practice, took it over about 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. I had worked there since I was 18, officially out of school. Uh, and it was, uh, for what it was, it was very successful. Uh, my parents had a beautiful practice. They did it for over 50 years. And when I took it over, I decided I wanted to take it to the next level. And that's actually when we met in Dallas. Uh -huh. I was doing a lot of training, um, you know, lots of videos, books. But I actually got into following Tony Robbins and went to a lot of his seminars, a lot of his training and uh, applied a lot of I, I recognized that he had a lot of uh, insights that he put together from so many years and teachings and, and really were like the nuggets. So I wanted to really understand what are those things that make and break people of success? What mm. are the actual limits? Um, and then what does success look like and feel like in younger and middle and older in life? I see. So it's a family owned business, right? And um, you decide to incorporate the, the spiritual growth and helping people with the inner world versus just the physical, right? Yeah. And, you know, that actually was a newer aspect to the actual practice and, and, and what I do. Um, my mom was uh, diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2013. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I really decided to uh, step it up. Um, not just I was really more in line with everyone else and uh, was more followed the road that was already traveled. At that time, I realized that there was a lot I was still missing and there was a whole world of different ideas, uh, mm -hmm. ways of treating, living, 
spiritual practices that I had never really fully dived into. I had almost been immersed into it my whole life. So it was intuitive. Um, I got it, but I never actually studied it is, is, uh, in a sense. So okay. go ahead. So, um, we, we have experienced a lot of like, how do we build a business? How do we become successful entrepreneur? Right. But the spiritual growth, this is really not heard of the school didn't teach any of this and our parents certainly don't talk about this except for your parents they have the background right so what is the spiritual growth what, what can you can you explain to our listeners or make it some of them they may never experience this world sure well let me give you just a, a little background of uh even even going into last year um of course it, you know changed the whole world for everybody um, for me, uh, we are a, we were a person-to-person -person type of business. Okay, so very little online commerce. So it was a very big effect on us. Uh, mm -hmm. we, you know, overnight we were basically shut down from the state, and we had to figure out what to do and how to reform that. Mm -hmm. So everything seems always as you know the story goes. As long as everything's going fine, <laughs> everything works out. But at this point in time, I was faced with a new pressure. Uh, financially, my business, the legacy, and it really made me question and uh, have to go through that experience of figuring out what is important to me? What do I really need to do? And, and when I have this challenge, how am I going to face it? Who am I really inside and what am I capable of? So from that pressure of just last year, we actually made a whole shift in the way the practice runs, uh, different types of ideas and marketing. And fortunately, it actually uh, turned out to be a major win for us at this point in time. So um, that was a business. One thing that we that even Tony teaches is it's your own psychology that's going to make the difference. So when I wanted to then face with this pressure, I had to really dig deep and figure out how do I overcome my psychology? Because as the, the, the fear, the anger, the doubts start to set in when you're under a new type of pressure that uh, has a major effect on your life and everyone else, um, you have to really figure this out. So that's when I moved into the really owning my spiritual practice. I'd already been meditating. I had already been um, you know, reading spiritual books. I had, you know, going into, you know, different types of uh, ancient places and studying, but I never fully integrated what was important to me and the business and the spiritual practice. So when I say spiritual practice, I'm really referring to a innerness, um, separating myself from the external world to the internal world and realizing that it is my responsibility and it's under my control to really have any, take in any experience that the external world has to me. So for me, it's a spiritual practice is inner work, falling in love with myself, falling in love with the universe, allowing the understanding that I might under, I might have a lot of training, I might have a lot of experience, but there's very few things that I actually know um, in a sense, we say uh, even a blade of grass. What do we really know about the blade of grass? Do we know how it grows? Do we know what's inside of it? Do we know if it, uh, we, we really know very little. And even when I look at the roads that I drive on, 
I never made them. I don't know how a road's truly made, and yet I can travel around the country, the world, the city on these beautiful roads. So there's many aspects that I had to really uh, accept and, and identify that I know nothing about and will know nothing about. But yet it is something that is external around me that I can take in and process any way I choose. So a lot of it came down to um, the acceptance. And then with the acceptance, owning my faults, uh, my wins, everything good going on, everything bad going on, uh, was actually all on me and no one else. Mm -hmm. And once I was able to take in that full responsibility mm -hmm. is when the actual spiritual growth took place. Mm -hmm. No, actually, this rest was more of a, 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 you know, cognitive understanding. Oh, I could read a book. I understand. Like, mm -hmm. oh, it makes sense. But until you fully invest and, and accept mm -hmm. all that everything on the outside is an illusion and it's only the internal that is real, that you really can actually uh, find yourself and find that spiritual growth. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, recently, I listened to a lot of Sadhguru's uh, information um, on YouTube, and you, you really remind me, I'm going through his uh, inner engineering course, right? Uh, he said that just like exactly what you just said, that 100%, taking 100% responsibility. And the external world, we cannot control. But how do we respond to life? How do we respond to the external world? That's something that within our control, right? Yes? Yeah, that, that's exactly correct. Uh, uh, you know, Sadhguru and you know, anyone else that, that teaches these things, it, once you get this certain knowledge, it, it's just as simple as that. You know, I even find a lot of those um, gold nuggets that they say the sayings, you know, uh, treat treat your neighbor as you would want to treat yourself. It, it sounds good. It makes sense. But until you can truly yeah. love someone else as mm -hmm. if they are you, you don't understand it. And when you do understand it and you can actually live in that way and feel that love in your heart, yeah. uh, the world changes. Everything inside changes. It's it's a the most profound experience. No drug, no money. Um, no adventure uh, can equal it in any way. And what I learned is, yeah, you can understand intellectually, right? For example, uh, if you are listening right now, you probably say, oh, okay, I understand, right? I'm taking responsibility. But until you really experience yourself and become part of you, you become part of your daily practice, right? So this is something that we can learn intellectually. It's something that we got to experience ourselves. Yes. Yes, very much. It's, uh, and, and, you know, I, I say that one of the biggest lessons from uh, the Tony experience in the Tony world was it, it's on me. It's no on one's going to, it's on, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah. Um, there's no, there's no magic. Uh, no one else uh, has it. No one else can give it to you. Um, you might, meet successful people. I, I always say, you know, I might be best friends with Michael Jordan, but that doesn't make me a good basketball player. You know, it's, it, you have to do the work and yeah. there's nothing in, in this world that can be given to you. You right. have to earn it. And my question for you is for the people who are very focused on everybody, right? Everybody, we spend majority of our time learning how to build our business, grow, 
grow a successful business, become entrepreneur and investor. So how do go in inward, internal can help them expand their business, their, their success? Yeah, so um, following a lot of the, the, the great teachers and the great books, I was able to um, maintain my business and actually maximize in, in a downtime. Um, and those were all technical steps, follow mm -hmm. A, B, C, D, and then you will see what you get from it, almost like farming. Plant the seed, you water it, you till it, and it grows, you harvest. Mm -hmm. The part that I found that was missing was that internal fulfillment. And I saw that with a lot of people that I worked with, but also a lot of very successful people that I've become friends with. You know, when I'm sitting with, um, say, a, a billionaire in their 70s, uh, divorced five times, mm -hmm. still feel angry, no love, I, I question, I say, well, you know, this person has developed so much success. You know, they were self-made. No one gave it to them. Yeah. And so much was accomplished. And yet the actual satisfaction and fulfillment in their life was was miserable. They they had no love in their heart for themselves or anyone else. Yeah. Um, and this is this is a common story you see played out time and time again of yeah. very, very successful people. So I decided that I wanted to figure out how to have my success and my fulfillment. And mm -hmm. that is really where this type of practice came into play to, to, to find that. Um, I was previously working, you know, my 60 plus hours a week in the, in the practice. Mm -hmm. My wife was also in the practice with me. We're business partners. Um, she's not a, a, a chiropractor. And we decided with all of these changes that the most important thing to us was our family. I have a, a six-year-old and now a one and a half. Yeah. He was born a, a, a month before everything got shut down. Oh. So we looked at it and we said, you know, let's let's make this decision of what really matters to us. Let's say everything was taken away and we had nothing. Mm -hmm. What would we what what do we have? Well, we have each other. And what mm -hmm. is that? Well, that's love. That's mm -hmm. a partnership. Mm -hmm. We have beautiful children. And those children are going to grow up someday. And when they grow up, they more likely or not will not be around us like they are now. Mm. So we said, let's focus on our children. Let's focus on ourselves. Let's take the time to redesign the practice mm -hmm. by using these skills, the tools, the teachings to be able to grow the business in a way that didn't actually take my and my wife's time into being, having to be there. Um, and, and that really started with responsibility and owning um, our everything from the faults to the wins um, until you can actually accept it. It's not it's not your business partner's fault. It's not your client's fault. It's not an employee's fault. It's not the government's fault. It's my fault. It's my fault no matter what. And once I could accept it, which wasn't easy. That was actually a very difficult part. Because to really people, feel. right? We all have oh, ego. Man. <laughs> Big time. And, you know, for me, my ego especially was tied into working with patients every day. You know, there's a lot of gratitude that comes with that. You know, no matter what mood I was in at the end of the day, I'm getting admiration. People are thanking me. Oh, this and that. Uh, it, it fills you in a way that that's unbelievable, almost like a drug. And I never realized it until I pulled away how much I was actually addicted to that. Which also meant that I did not have that kind of love for myself because I needed it from them. And I was actually getting fed 
from that admiration. Every time I made more money, oh yes, yes. Every time they say, oh, you're the best, you say, oh, thank you. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. For me, it was, it was how I was fed. We all want love. And most things that we do is either to move towards love or away from love. And that's what the fear and anger is. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I was able to fill myself with my own love. I, that was. Um, it's so interesting that you pointed out because I personally has going through this shift. Um, when I was at Tony's Day with Destiny, we do the exercise, right? The value, mm -hmm. uh, freedom, success, and those are the top of my list. And recently I redo that exercise with my coach. And guess what? It has completely changed. My top five, health, spiritual growth, family, fun, right? Fun, it would never <laughs> in my in my uh in my top value. And now it becomes very top value for me. And then the awareness. So I really can resonate with that. Um, because when I grew up, right, I, uh, every success, every external driven achievement it's always want to prove to my mother to 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 receive her love and and throughout this journey i realized that i i am love right i'm capable of love then i'm no longer seeking the approval anymore and that's why i see the shift um within myself that i create the life that matters to me not to prove to my mother or the society I, I personally really experienced that recently. That's wonderful. That's um, very spot on for for what it feels like when you move into this space. Mm. Uh, you know, and you mentioned the parents. Uh, that actually is where I found is the best place to start. Um, is the forgiving of the parents, and mm. what I feel you forgive them for is the is any upset that you had with them, you judging them. You having any kind of uh, negative feelings towards them. It's not what they did to me. It was my judgment towards them that mm -hmm. actually needed to shift. Um, again, that was an ownership thing. Uh, I started with my mother and then I went into my father. And, and that was, I would say, by far one of the most profound experiences. I never realized how much I was uh, uh, oh, still, even my adult life, seeking their approval, yes. seeking their love. Oh, you know, uh, make sure, you know, what would they think? Uh, it, it was, it was, you know, it was almost like a crazy man. Like I'm worried about <laughs> all they wanted to do is love me. And I'm sitting here worried they're going to judge me for, you know, making a decision to the business that they used to have that now I have, um, which was uh, uh, very destructive and limited me from actually seeing my truth, seeing what truly mattered to me. And even that judgment would also move into either fear or anger. And that is by far the most destructive uh, emotions to have uh, for anybody at all times. And you know what, Dr. Joseph, when I was working with people, I have I, I helping them with their financial um, planning and, and things like that investment. And I have seen that a lot of people, they suffer from the anxiety, the limiting belief and things like that. So is there any tips that you can give to our listener to help them, first of all, identify, right? And, and how do they overcome it so that they can really live into their authentic self? Yes, you bet. So 
the anger and fear I found are your best uh, alarm systems, your best avenue to enter your subconscious. So there's the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. The sub is the inner, the part that keeps you alive, tells you to breathe, keeps you safe. If you burn your hand on a stove, it reminds you without you thinking about it to be careful around the stove. That is the job of the subconscious. But unfortunately, it remembers certain things that are no longer necessary to be scared of. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, an adult being uh, yelling at us when we were kids had, could have a very traumatic effect, but as an adult, it makes very little difference. But to actually get into that, to find out where are those limitings, what is triggering you? I find mm -hmm. when you're having the ending experience of the anger, of the fear, of the doubt, I ask myself one question and I say, finish the story. What is truly going on? Because I normally will be having almost a conversation in my head. Oh, uh, this person um, you know, honked at me. How dare they honk? I was only, you know, uh, don't they know uh, I was this? Uh, but when you pull out of that and you say, okay, what's really going on? Who am I worried about? Is this something my mother did? Was this something my father did? Do I feel that I am making a mistake, that I should have been paying better attention? Where is that actual sticking point? Why would it even concern me that someone honked? And those are the moments in the fear, in the anger, you have to finish the story. Why would you feel this? Say, who is this coming from? Where did you see this before? Is it really true? Should I really be angry? Is anger what I want to experience? Can I, then I say, well, do I want to forgive them now? Do I want to forgive them in an hour? Do I want to forgive them in a month? What's the difference? How much time do I really need to let this go? But until I can identify and move into it, I might've never known that someone honking at me was a trigger, was something that, that threw me off until it happened. So now when it does happen, I get excited. I say, oh, looks like we found something to dig into. So then I ask the question, all right, let's finish the story. Where is this coming from? Once you understand where it's coming from, you find forgiveness and you let it go. It's never going to bother you again. It, it disappears, but you have to communicate to the subconscious. You have to let it know that it's okay and fully see what it's reflecting off of. Wow. So what you're saying is, Whenever we have the experience of anger, anxiety, or fear, that's actually an opportunity for us to heal internally. Extremely. You'll get to a point where you're, you're eventually experience less and less of the anger, fears, and doubts. But that's okay. This, is, this isn't a journey. This isn't a, a, a weekend seminar and you're done. Nothing's ever worked that way mm. for anything. This is a journey. So it's something that you will never truly be over. I've seen people who, you know, mastered this and mastered that, but then they're in a new experience and all of a sudden everything starts to fall apart. But that's the beauty of it. You'll never know what's going to come and you'll always have new opportunities to grow and expand, especially if you're willing to go into it, to actually embrace it. Otherwise, you'll just keep getting stimulated by the same situations and you'll be there for the rest of your life. And I know, uh, I'm sure most of your listeners, they're in businesses, they own, they're entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So they've seen the people who get stuck 
they've seen people hit that peak, that limitation, and never been able to get past that upset, that person who wronged them, their, what their mother did to them, what their father did to them, what, that, uh, what the government did to them. If you cannot move past it, that will be where you're at for the rest of your experience in this life. So what I, I, I hear over and over again, that first of all, it's a choice, right? You, you can choose to be in that vicious cycle, right? Or we decide and make a decision to break through by number one, taking fully responsibility, right? And number two, it's commit because this is not one-time fix, right? This is a journey. This is a personal growth. Nobody can help you, only yourself, right? So um, when you grew up, right, uh, pursue your business or your journey, is there anybody that who make a huge difference that in your life? Yes, um, I would have to say uh, my parents, oh. um, you know, they were going into the same business and, and both of them being in the same business. Um, they were my, they were my, uh, they taught me everything that they had to teach me. We had a very close relationship. They were very compassionate uh, people uh, towards themselves and others. Mm -hmm. And they really wanted to make sure that they could give me every tool that they had, had learned and accomplished mm -hmm. for me to already have that as a, as a step up, as a ladder to climb even higher. So they taught me about business. They taught me about healing. They taught me about spirituality. It taught me how to love myself, how to love others. Um, they were very, very compassionate. You know, my mother was the type of person who there would never be a person on the side of the road that we wouldn't pull over. If there was someone on the road, if there was a dog, if there was, uh, you know, anyone that needed help. And, and, and it was always my job. So she would pull over and say, oh, that person needs help. Go help them. I'll oh. be in the car. And But yet that was the most incredible experience. I was too young to know either way what it meant. And yet from that, I could see the actual humanity, the love and that the connection that we all have. Um, part of this for them or this, you can actually see once you open your heart that we're all the same, that we all come from the same, we all, uh, our thoughts go to the same place we are all of the same. None of us are truly different. We might be unique uh, individuals, but it, I look at it almost like um, bacteria or something growing. You can have one bacteria that expands and expands and each bacteria is its own living organism, all on its own. And yet they are all a group. They work in harmony with each other and they would even compete against other bacteria, but again, are actually all of the same, maybe just living inside of one of us. So that connection, really understanding that it is, we are all one and we all connect through our hearts. And the more we can connect and love ourselves, the more we can connect and love each other. And we all grow. It's really not about the competition. And that's something when it comes to the business is when I moved away from competition and more collaboration is when I was able to free myself. I was able to remove those doubts and fears and even the doubt and fear that I wasn't the one that was going to be treating everybody. I wasn't going to be the one in the office every day. I wasn't going to be the one. And really opening that up allowed me to have just an incredible new direction in my life. 
Just now, Dr. Joseph, you mentioned about We Are the One, right? I read the, a, a couple of books. Um, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because sometimes we see, we are, I kind of feel we got fooled by our five senses, right? Uh, we see the separation. Um, can you explain a little bit on how do you uh, understand that we are the one? Like, Sure. Yeah, it's a very great question. Um, so the five senses, um, we're all very familiar, the, the smell, touch, see, uh, feel, you know, but when we move into a room, say you're going to go into a, to a funeral, mm. before you even enter in that, you can feel that, you can feel that energy, that you can feel that sadness. You don't have to see it, taste it, hear it, smell it, but you feel it. Mm. Or you go into, uh, uh, you're about to go into an event and everyone's excited. You can feel that buzz, that energy, or you go to a show, a rock show. Oh, that energy is just phenomenal. And that's what we go for, the energy. So that energy is actually what connects all of us. The senses are simply um, interpreters. They're, they're giving us feedback to the external world, but the connection actually comes from our hearts. So our, we've heard, some people have heard, not, maybe not all about the uh, heart brain, um, math where you're actually, they can measure your brain waves and your heart. And when you are in alignment with love, joy, gratitude, they go together. When you're in anger, fear, doubt, they separate. Oh. That is actually also in the, um, say the more energy body, there's called chakras. Those are just different energy points. So our heart has a chakra and our heart is actually what projects the information of who we are and receives. So we communicate, we might have senses to the external world, but our actual main form of projection and communication comes from our heart. And that you almost think of it as Wi-Fi. The signal, you can't see it, you can't smell it, you can't touch it, but we're here and everyone that's listening is connected through the same way. That's how it works when it comes to connecting. So moving into the all that is one, it's simply a, a, a truth of that we are all the same species. None of us are, we're all almost identical. Say an alien race came, they wouldn't separate us. They would say, you are earthlings. You are the beings on earth. They wouldn't look at us as separate. We look at separate, I believe, in a way to uh, control and divide in most senses. If we are not together, then we can have an enemy. Someone can, we can form anger, we can form sadness and and want to compete or take or have more control. But when it comes down to it, that is just a way to, I'd say, govern people or an older style. Once you fully connect and you realize everyone is the same, your viewpoints change, your stance changes on how we should treat each other, on what is actually right and wrong for the greater collective. And no one has to have less, everyone can just have more. It's not a less than, there is no less. That is simply a, a, a thought of fear for someone to take away. One of my favorite things is the idea of a, a, a monkey. So mm -hmm. if you give a monkey a banana, you can actually read their excitement. Mm -hmm. If you give a monkey two bananas, they don't get any more excited than they did for the first banana. But if you take one of those two bananas away, that monkey is very upset. We're programmed in a very similar way. More and more and more doesn't actually give us more. 
But if you want to take any of that more away, we get triggered into a state of panic. No, 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 don't take, now I have, oh no, only one banana, only one. So I think about this almost every day. How many bananas do I really need? What do I really have? And how much can I share and how much can I give and still have my banana? So that's so beautiful. And by the way, Dr. Joseph, I know we have limiting time. What if people they, they really connect with you and resonate with your message and they love to connect with you? What's the best way to stay in touch with you? The best way will be through the social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, WhatsApp. Uh, you can simply look up my name and I will definitely appear for you. Uh, in fact, um, anyone that's listening, uh, if you're part of this group, if you would like, I will give a courtesy uh, uh, consultation, 20 minutes, no charge. Thank Feel you. free to reach out and we'll connect and uh, answer any questions you have personally. Wow, thank you so much for your curiosity. I really appreciate it. And um, uh, finally, can you give us some final word, right? Like what does entrepreneurship mean to you? What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Uh, it means doing what I want mm. and being successful at it. Uh, I, my parents were an incredible model for me, but I'm, you know, I, I would probably make a uh, lousy employee because I like doing the things that I like to do and I like doing it my way. Mm -hmm. And I've been able to be successful at that. So really the entrepreneur is simply doing what I want the way I want it. And if I do it correctly, I'll have success and uh, uh, love in my life. Beautiful. So as an entrepreneur, how do we not just have the external success, but also have internal fulfillment? What kind of daily practice that you will recommend uh, us to do? So I like to break it down very simply. Um, meditation or a prayer is something that will help focus your mind. Your mind has to be focused. Our thoughts, feelings, emotions uh, will take advantage of us and people use those tools to take advantage of us. So if you cannot control your thoughts right off the bat, you're gonna be in trouble. But it doesn't take much. Um, you can do five, 10 minutes or up to an hour. It really is your choice, but a daily practice of that silence twice a day, right when you wake up, before you go to bed, will put you in the right state where you can then process everything you need to process. I also very much like journaling. Journaling, you don't have to journal in a way you wanna read it again. If you do, you can, but there's actually a lot of information that gets processed through our hand as our thinking it and writing it out. You can scribble it. It doesn't matter if it's not even readable, but you have to move your hand mm. in that manner. And you can actually use that process to answer a lot of your questions. You can either just have a conversation, mm. write about your day, write about what you wish, but it really is a vital aspect to take these things and to actually put them out and almost have a, a live conversation with yourself. The last thing I would say is just a little bit of exercise. You have to take care of ourselves. And especially right now, we can sit in front of a screen on our phone, on a bus, you know, in front of Netflix for the rest of our life. We're, we got plenty to, to watch and do. So you have to get up and move around. You have to get that blood flowing. You have to create that energy and get all of your body working. And that's part of very, actually a very big aspect of the spiritual growth is mm -hmm. connecting all of the systems. It's not just your mind. It's not just your body. It's not just your thoughts. 
all of them have to be in aligned with each other. So I just call it the, the, the gem, uh, journaling, exercising, meditating. If you can do that a minimum yeah. once a day, you are going to, your life will drastically change in oh. literally a very little bit amount of time. Same amount of time you would spend thumbing through uh, social media, you can accomplish that, you know, within 30 minutes, you can exercise, journal and meditate and be set for the day. Wow. So you call it gem journaling, exercise and meditate. Yeah. So um, my morning routine is um, when I wake up, I will do the 20 minutes meditation. And after that, I will go work out with my trainer for an hour. I do weight training. Um, there's one thing, it's journaling, right? Like my husband, Carl, he is, he's in journal, but I haven't been able to keep the consistency because sometimes when I journal, I don't know where to start. So what you're saying is just, just, just write, doesn't matter right yep scribble it, it makes very it makes no difference it's simply the act it's it's moving your hand in a way uh, sometimes if i have nothing uh, to say i'll simply uh, talk to myself oh how did you sleep last night oh wonderful yeah thank you By um, you know, journaling this? exactly all the whole <laughs> conversation it, it it really it's just a form of communicating it's a different way to to internalize, to take what's inside and to put it out. Um, if, and and it, it makes almost no difference what you write. Just um, do it. I see. So, oh, so I just talk to myself. Oh, uh, how you, how I feel today. This is how I feel. Just whatever. Doesn't need to be right. And yep. you mentioned about twice a day, morning, evening, silence. So, morning meditate silence and evening before we go to bed we also do some sort of uh silence and meditation yes oh. and again uh, uh five ten minutes is all it takes it's the act of going internally and, and and just being silent um if you can some people are have faith in god some people look at it as the universe mm -hmm. um, but the universe or god speaks to us in our silence it's not in all the noise that is almost static that interferes with actually hearing it's mm. in the silence where we can truly hear what the message is what our heart is telling us what the universe our angels however you want to see it mm -hmm. the guidance comes in the silence so you have to be silent and the best times are first thing in the morning and right before you go to bed yeah first thing in the morning i do it religiously i am very great at it um, the evening, it's always up and down because sometimes weekend, the kids watch a movie, are we tired, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's it, it's the struggle for everyone. It's um, it's part of life. And especially if you have kids and, and there's a lot of that, you know, you have the bedtime routines, the baths and the <laughs> this and that. And that's why I really recommend making it simple. Mm. If you can have, uh, especially a, a recording of something you like that puts mm. you in silence five minutes five minutes. To five minutes you yes. it's all it takes yeah. more yeah that can be that can be better five minutes but, but five minutes you everyone can do five minutes before they fall asleep yeah five minutes okay everybody can do five minutes thank you so much dr joseph i really appreciate you and please get connected with uh dr joseph Gorfeo on uh social media facebook right just google his name or, or, or search his name 
and then win your complimentary 20 minutes consultation. So Dr. Joseph, I really appreciate you. Um, it's sometimes I, I, and some of you may be listening, you couldn't understand it yet. Just like two years ago when, when I met him, he say something I really don't understand. But as my grow, right, my journey grow, I really get to in, in tune um, with myself. I, I gradually to unpeel the, the onion. It's amazing, right? So keep an open mind, right? So uh, next week, we have another amazing speaker. Guess what, Dr. Joseph? She's going to teach us how to breathe. And I think this is super important, right? Because sometimes Absolutely. we are so getting the day-to-day -day busy, right? And we forgot to breathe. And that's causing a lot of uh, chronic illness. Very much. Breathing is uh, yeah. absolutely one of the most important things. And unfortunately, we don't know how. Right? We didn't go to school. School didn't teach you any of that stuff. So very excited for next week. So thank you so much again and see you next week. Thank you.